the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have y'all here with me on this Taco Tuesday. I'm actually bringing y'all tonight's show from an undisclosed location. So if there happens to be a little tiny techie glitch or two, y'all forgive me. We got a storm here in San Diego. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's been ugly out there all day today. We got flooding conditions along the coast all the way inland. If you are on the roads tonight listening to me, please drive careful and safe out there. I'm 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 off the roads tonight. And I, we don't even want to hear y'all laughing at us like San Diego doesn't know storms. Hey, I know when I when I hit a patch of of uh, flooding on a road that practically comes up the entire side of my car. So, yeah. So, y'all keep it safe out there. And if you're listening to us on the drive home tonight, uh, you know, drive slow. You got two hours of the AK show tonight uh, to keep you company. Maybe you can even listen to us on this Taco Tuesday while you're driving through somewhere and to get you something yummy to, to snack on. I know Mexican food ain't the easiest thing to eat while you're driving, but you know what? You got to figure that out when you live in San Diego. All right. Glad to have you here with me. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Today was supposed to be the day that President Trump was indicted. At least he was expecting that to be the case. There's now beginning to be speculation as to whether or not it's going to happen at all. And we are going to talk about that tonight and continue to talk about it. Is there any bigger story? I know that the banks... And the economic implosion is very serious. But we also have to think about when, when we're looking at what issues, and I put it out to you on the socials today, and follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Just go, you know, ch- go on any of the socials and put in Andrea K or Andrea K Show, and I'll pop up. And one of my questions there today was, what do you think is the top story of the day? And most people put Trump and what's going on with Trump. It's like my listeners, my friends, my circle seems to understand that the rest of the issues we've got going on in this country are really symptoms of the overall problem. And the overall problem that we've got is a completely corrupted U.S. government that has unelected bureaucrats behind the scenes, so deep, unseen by the average voter, who have the power to control our elections, who have the power to weaponize the government against us. And it, and really, until we solve this problem, we're going to continue to have an open border, right? We're going to continue to have the economic implosions we've gotten. Why? Because we've got a deep state, a police state that's protecting all of them, allowing those on the left and even those that are on the right who are really a part of the left to continue to do whatever they want because they're getting coverage and getting cover 
by the, the police state, by the deep state, so that they continue to rake us over the coals. And since they can, can control the outcome of the elections or throw us in the gulag if they want or, or just weaponize the system in general, then there's, there's little that we can do about it, right? So there's not a bigger issue for me than this one tonight. We will continue to talk about the economy. We've got uh, Financial Thought Dr. Dave Elhoff will be back tomorrow night on Hump Day to give you guys an update on the banking system and where we're at economically and give you some news you can use on that. We've got some, also some good topics to share with you guys tonight that aren't related to Trump. We've got a good friend of the show. Y'all going to recognize the voice because he was filling in for Officer Tatum today. Carl Jackson is back with us. I love him so much. It's always fun to have him on. It's an honor to have him tonight after he's already done. I don't know 90 hours of media today his show and officer Tatum and beyond and then next hour we've got uh quack is with me to crack me up tonight as always with his uh quack and the whack and news you can use we've got a feel-good story of the day we've got a cautionary tale for teens that we want parents to know about and and i would say i had a super busy day today so gotta gotta open the show with a hat tip to my partner in crime the man who keeps it going every night of the week and who did most much if not most of the show prep tonight of course i'm talking about the one and only dj potato skins already had my mexican food before the show did it have taters in it because a lot of people don't know outside of san diego that we actually put taters in our mexican yes food i actually items. had not- california burrito yes and for y'all not in san diego uh skins describe quickly uh, a california burrito either chicken or carne asada with of course, your choice of vegetables, guacamole, I know you don't like that, and you got to have the French fries, baby. That's right. We put French fries in our burritos out here in California, and I also love me a mashed potato taco. Okay. Um, email me at andreakshow.com. I actually have an email I wanted to share with you guys in a few minutes. We had a caller last night wondering what would happen with the Secret Service and how Trump could be imprisoned, and, and I actually had a listener respond to me with that. So email me at andreakshow.com. Um, okay, so what's the update? Somebody asked on the socials today what the update is. A couple of updates on Trump being indicted. One is that while Trump expected, and I'm not really sure what information he had to lead him to announce that he expected to be indicted today, it didn't happen today for a variety of reasons. Number one, supposedly they're continuing to bring witnesses they had witnesses they were going to bring into the grand jury today i'm not sure why they're still bringing witnesses in if trump expected to be indicted today because that would have indicated him having knowledge that it would have been wrapped up i don't know if it's because cohen and all and and cohen's michael cohen's uh, past counsel uh, came out and said that what Cohen, what he was hearing that Co- what Cohen was bragging about testifying to is contradictory to what he told his own uh, his own counsel, and so his former counsel came forward and announced in the media that he's been lying to the grand jury. Now, why would counsel be able to do that it, uh, because of attorney-client privilege? Well, because Cohen evidently waived attorney-client privilege. So I don't know if it's because Cohen is being dragged in the media, who is their main witness. In this whole this whole attempt to uh, arrest uh, Trump at this point and indict him, or if it's just that you know they're they're trying to drag it out, and so now the word is is that there's uh, there, it, there's going to be 
an indictment next week. I don't know. I, I'm beginning to think that Alvin Bragg and then and then there's leaks coming out. Fox News and others are reporting that Alvin Bragg is considering there's a chance that he's not going to indict at all. And I do think that's a possibility at this point. There is um, for a variety of reasons. I think that I think that what may end up happening is I think one of the things that may end up happening is we may end up seeing they really, really, really want to do a perp walk, but they've got to be careful here. I don't know that I necessarily agree about the extent of backlash from conservatives on this. I don't think that's the threat that they're worried about because let's be honest, when have conservatives ever really put much forth of any kind of backlash on anything? I mean, I had conservatives texting me, Andrea, why are you, what do you mean you're against the lockdowns? These were from conservatives, okay? Did we push back in any way that was effective? Was there any backlash over lockdowns, mask mandates, couldn't go to church? How many? Where was the backlash on that? Did you see it anywhere, Skins? Because I didn't see it. Nope. I think it's likely that it's that there when we see that polling has come out. When we see that I'm trying to manipulate my system here. When we see the polling come out, I'll get to some poll numbers in a moment here that that things are that this is solidifying Trump support in some ways. Um, it, it looks as though 52% of likely voters are holding a favorable view of him. This from Rasmussen, while 44% disapproved. This on the heels of a potential indictment. Uh, Joe Biden, by the way, has 46% approval and 53% who do, who do not. And it's actually far worse if you look at a uh, Legger 360 survey. So, you know, um, when it comes to the Republican Party and the nomination in 2024, uh, this just on the heels of all this happening in the potential indictment, 79 percent uh, su- support among Republican voters in a recent Emerson survey uh, compared to uh, declared candidates for the GOP nomination. Nikki Haley at 16 percent, tech mogul, mogul Vivek uh, Ramaswamy at six. Uh, DeSantis has not declared and it's one of the reasons why it was a big misstep for him yesterday in his statements. More on that a little bit later. So back to Bragg. So um, one of the updates. So Trump has has not been indicted. I'm beginning to wonder if he's going to be because this is solidifying his support. And because of DeSantis. And then you add in DeSantis's misstep, which is which is boosted Trump's support within the Republican Party. That's where it could backfire on them. Right. And when you consider the fact that going back to the 2020 elections, I'm old enough to remember when polls came out that 70 percent of all Americans believe that fraud took place in that election, including over 60 percent of Democrats. And Trump was elected in spite of everybody knowing at the time who didn't know the allegations that Trump had paid off Stormy Daniels. And nobody cared. He was elected despite those allegations. Because you know what? It's not a crime to pay off somebody for their silence. I'm old enough to remember when Bill Clinton paid $850,000 to Paula. What was her name? The one who got the nose job. Do you remember her name, Skins? Nope. Nobody remembers either. But you know what? She got eight hundred and fifty dollars enough to pay for a nose job and go on with her life. 
Okay. Well, we also know that Hillary Clinton just recently paid a fine over all of her campaign f- finance violations because that's all, that's how they're trying to hang him here. That's what's new here, really, is in, in, since the 2016 allegations of Stormy Daniels and all of that. So another update is that we know that uh, Jim Comer and Style and uh, Jim Jordan has sent a letter to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg saying you need to come you need to come and speak to us in front of the committee um because they they were concerned rightfully so about prosecutorial misconduct and he came out and issued a statement let's see if I can pull up his statement here his response was to this letter uh, we will not be intimidated by attempts to undermine our justice process, nor will we let baseless accusations deter us from fairly applying the law, which uh, came from a spokesperson in Bragg's office. In every every prosecution, we follow the law without fear or favor to uncover the truth. Our skilled, honest, and dedicated lawyers remain hard at work. Um, that's laughable fairly apply the law. First of all, this man ran for office, just like Letitia James, ran for office under the pledge to bring down Donald Trump. That's the kind of crap that happens in banana republics. We're not supposed to have district attorneys, U.S. attorneys, state attorneys general, our attorney general of the United States, the FBI and law enforcement officials running running for office or running their offices for the strict purpose of using their power to persecute and or prosecute an American citizen. Well, Jim Comer and others have upped the ante with uh, D.A. Bragg, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to discuss that. we got a couple of uh, uh, sound bites to play for you guys that might pique your interest, as well as Trump's plan. Trump has announced in response to all this, he's announced a plan to dismantle the deep state, and we're going to share that with you guys when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, so last night we had a caller, Jack, who was posing questions about Secret Service, like what would happen. And um, great listener, Lori, emailed me and said, Dan Bongino addressed what would happen if he went to jail. Um, he said that they would have to empty the jail and they would need to house the Secret Service close to the jail. He said it was almost impossible to put uh, the president in jail. That's how absolutely extraordinary this is, which is another reason why I was incredibly disappointed in Ron DeSantis's comments yesterday. Carl Jackson from Carl Jackson's show and, and uh, gentlemen, we love so much. And he filled in. He's filling in all week, I think, except Thursday for Officer Tatum. So. Uh, enjoy him tonight, but don't don't miss him as he fills in for Officer Tatum the rest of the week. You can hear that in the afternoons here on The Answer San Diego. I'm going to p- pick his brain. He's based out of Florida to see what he thinks about the DeSantis thing. But uh, this is this is absolutely extraordinary. This communistic uh, takeover of our country uh, by violating our rule of law and our justice system. It's such a perversion and it should chill. It should make the hair on the back of every American's neck stand up 
Are you as frightened as we are about this? 888-344-1170. I don't usually play clips from Fox News, um, but Skins found a great clip um, uh, and, and uh, from Tucker Carlson. And the reason why I want to play it is because this is Tucker Carlson, whose text messages about Trump recently that were revealed in the Dominion, Dominion lawsuit case prove that Tucker Carlson is no fan of Donald Trump. And that's why I wanted to play this clip, because this is what we need from Americans out there to set aside whatever their personal beliefs are about former President Trump, whether you love him, whether you hate him or whatever. This is really ultimately not about him. And for Ron DeSantis to try to reduce this down to some local beef between a DA and a competitor of his going forward in some presidential election is astounding. He referred to it yesterday as not a real issue and that he needs to focus on issues that matter to his people. This should matter to every American, whether you're a Republican, MAGA, Democrat, Independent, because if they could do this to Donald Trump, they can and they will do it to you. Skins, please play clip one taking out your opponent using the justice system. If the Democratic Party is allowed to do this, allowed to crush the presidential frontrunner, the main threat to their power, with a bogus criminal case, where does that leave us? We're done. Because that precedent will live forever. Right. We're absolutely done. That precedent will live forever. And it's not just about precedent for uh, precedent being set involving former presidents. Because, oh, by the way, I always hate it when Republicans say, be careful, Democrats. Be careful for when we get power. Like Republicans are... (laughs) Skins, can you pick a time when Republicans ever played dirty like Democrats when they got power back? Nope. What do Republicans do when they get power back? We got to reach across the aisle. We got to to work together for the good of the people. And what does that always mean? We got to give in to the left's agenda. We've got to fund everything that look at what the Republican Party funded unnecessarily two weeks before the new Republican control over the House of Representatives took place. They funded trillion, uh, some new trillion dollar, multi trillion dollar plan that included funding for LBGTQ stuff. So getting back to Bragg, so Bragg has said, oh, we're fair. His spokesperson, we're fair. We're just doing the work of the law here, you know, in the U.S., da, 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 da. Uh, so we've given you updates on on uh, the fact there's been no indictment yet, uh, Trump's response, and then here now is the response from uh, the three members who sent that letter to Bragg. They have now given Bragg a deadline of Thursday to come forward to appear before their three-person panel for a transcribed interview. Here is what uh, Brian Stile, a Republican for Wisconsin, said. We gave him until Thursday to come forward. We look forward to his response. He went on to say the Committee on House Administration has jurisdiction over federal election law. So we're working with Chairman Comer and working with Chairman Jordan. I think the question that needs to be answered is, is this a political move? Hello, rhetorical question. When you look at the fact that previous prosecutors have reviewed this and ultimately made a decision not to prosecute, and he made a a decision he wasn't going to move forward, and now he's moving forward, what changed? The only thing that changed is President Trump has announced he's running for re-election. I think that broadly for the American people, We're concerned about the politicization of our judicial system. And as you look at this case, there are clear questions that need to be answered about whether there is a misuse of federal funds that are intended to actually do things like reduce crime that are actually being repurposed for political purpose. 
So basically what they're saying here is that he has used federal tax, dof- uh, federal tax dollars that were meant to fight crime now for the purpose of polit- politically targeting Trump. He says money is fungible. Depends on how it is tied. They also went on to say, um, we want to broadly depoliticize our judicial system, which has been highly politicized for years. He went on to say that they have oversight. I think I might have already mentioned that, that they they have oversight and jurisdiction on federal election laws. He went on to talk about how uh, what what he has done there is he's taken some little um, some misdemeanor and cooked up. Way and and cooked up. He appears that he. It appears he says that that Bragg is taking a misdemeanor and running a unique argument to try to create a felony charge. AK, if you can hear me, your mute button is on. Sorry about that. Let that sink in that we've got a DA manufacturing a charge against a former president. This should horrify absolutely every American. Like I said, what they haven't said in the three person panel yet is whether or not they're actually when they bring him forward, if they're going to do it uh, via on camera or not. Um, One of the things that uh, they brought up here, which I think is really important, is that Bragg actually won the Democrat nomination for the office of district attorney by winning just 85,000 votes, which was only 35% in the primary. And when a Democrat wins a primary, they always end up winning uh, the general election. So somebody, this is, this is worse than AOC. You've got somebody who won almost, uh, with almost no margin. They're only, in a Democrat primary, he only got 35% of the vote. Yet he is turning himself into being, as Stiles said, more powerful than the Department of Justice. Every Republican official, every Republican elected, whether it local level, state level, federal level, wherever they are, should be speaking out about this tonight. In addition to, not only did DeSantis misstep, especially because he's, you know, everybody's looking at him for either 2024, 2028, right? Um, the re- so some people are saying, well, why are you being hard on DeSantis? You know, you're not saying anything about you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her not speaking out on Trump. Well, she should be. She should be. But at least if she wasn't going to stand up and speak about this and the scourge of the communism and going on in this country and the weaponization of the U.S. government, she kept her mouth shut. DeSantis did worse. He decided to run his mouth and attack Trump in the process. But every Republican should be speaking up about this. It seems like we've only got a handful. And it's because... For the same reasons why we had Republicans joining in on this Jan 6 sham committee that took place where they where they manufactured evidence, edited, self-edited and lied about what was going on and hid evidence and put forth some kangaroo court, some some show trial. It's because they all want Trump gone. But here's the thing. And I'm going to say this again, as much as I love Trump, MAGA is about a movement. It's not about a man. And we're not going anywhere regardless of what you do with Trump. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in our man, Carl Jackson. Our phone number is 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Don't go anywhere.
Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Men in, in business, in the radio business, Carl Jackson from Carl Jackson Show, filling in all this week except for Thursday. Right here on the Answer San Diego, Carl Jackson from the Carl Jackson Joe Show joins me now. Hey, Carl Jackson, welcome back. Hey, how's it going, Andrew? Well, it's going good. Um, thank you for being here. I know you're filling in for Officer Tatum this week. You got your own show, and here you are being nice enough to come on my show tonight. Glad to have you, man. And if you guys uh, don't forget to tune in, especially this week when he's filling in for Officer Tatum, but you can follow him on Twitter at Carl Jackson Show. His website is thecarljacksonshow.com. Um, all right, a crazy week. It's like we're on indictment watch, right, Carl Jackson? What are your thoughts on all of this? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think Miranda Devine, and, and thank you for having me on, uh, Andrea. I think Miranda Devine uh, did a great job in a recent column that she penned. I believe it was yesterday. Um, and essentially, I, I think what's happening with Alvin Bragg even goes beyond Trump. I think it's a Trump dissensus issue. I think the left's goal, what their calculation is, now I think they're wrong, but I think their calculation is to try to cancel out both DeSantis and Trump. And the the way they're trying to work it is, okay, so they get they get Trump fired up. They get uh, uh, the most ardent supporters of Trump fired up. And let me just make it clear, I'm a Trump supporter. I like Trump. I want Trump to be uh, the next president, but I am not going to fillet uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. I think he's done an excellent job. I've heard people call him a rhino, a moderate. Um, I'm sorry. That is some of the dumbest crap I've ever heard coming from Republicans. It absolutely makes no sense. But I think what the left is up to is a it, 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 they're trying to accomplish something that's a little, uh, little different. And that is they want us to turn against each other. They want the firing squad between Ron DeSantis, between uh, uh, between Governor Trump, they want us to ignore uh, what was an amazingly huge story last week, and that is that we were finally finding out, and we knew this, Andrea, but the rest of America was finding out that the Biden family is corrupt as hell, and now there's evidence to prove just as much with uh, four Biden family members getting payouts of over a million dollars, and all of a sudden, that news breaks. Even the New York Times has to pay attention to it. And then what do you know? Voila. All of a mm-hmm. sudden you get Alvin Bragg out there, the puppet of George Soros, the puppet of the White House out to indict Trump. So now Trump takes this and let's face it, Trump is amazing when it comes to media. So Trump takes this information. Uh, every, everyone feels, you know, endeared towards Trump. Uh, he goes after uh, uh, DeSantis, obviously, um, and this is exactly what the left wants. And I think it's a miscalculation, and it's because the left fears DeSantis. They fear them both, but they fear DeSantis. They think they can beat Trump. They think they'll have a harder time beating DeSantis. So, okay, we know uh, that if we go up and attack Trump, uh, then he'll likely become the nominee. You have Elon Musk saying it. 
You have Chris Rock saying it. You have Mike Tyson saying it. It's common sense. Trump will win in a landslide. Now, again, I just want to make it emphatically clear. I think this is a miscalculation on the part of the left. But this is exactly what they're doing. Their theory is make Trump the nominee. We can beat Trump. We we might have a more difficult time beating uh, DeSantis. And they view DeSantis, whether uh, other Republicans agree with it or not. On the left, they view DeSantis as a younger, more skilled Trump that could get more done because of his demeanor. Uh, And that's the way that the left views DeSantis, even if people, some Republicans, I think wrongfully and mistakenly uh, don't like DeSantis. And I say this as a guy that loves them both and would prefer a Trump presidency. But I'm not naive, Andrea. I understand that we need them both. We might not get them both. Uh, but the best thing we could do is not fillet one or the other. Right. And I, 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 I'm, it's interesting that your, your take, and, and I love different takes, and I love, I love people that think and are, and are willing to look beneath the surface and ask the second, third, and fourth level implications of things. And I think it's an interesting take that the goal of this would be from the left to try to divide an already divided and getting heated um you know, relationship between Trump and DeSantis, particularly since DeSantis, I think DeSantis, couple things here. I think DeSantis needs to stop running a shadow campaign and yeah. declare that he's going to run for office. I think that's a mistake yeah. on his part because, um, it, because it, it, you know, one of the reasons why people were upset with his statement yesterday was that it was the statement that would be made by somebody running for office, yet then he's yeah. not running for office, and then he backs off and says, and he, then I just got to be focusing on Florida. Well, you're, you know, if you were, why, then why even weigh in? Sarah Huckabee Sanders didn't weigh in. He weighed in because everybody's looking at him for 2024 and or 2028. And if he is and if he is in for 2024 and 2028, here's here's how I look at at, at Trump and DeSantis. And and my longtime listeners know this. Um, I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for this country. I advocate for ideas. I never have an emotional connection to any 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 candidate or anybody Uh, who's. Or who's an elected official? I don't. They're employees to me. Ain't none of them paying my mortgage. Ain't none of them paying my light bill. Why would I have an emotional connection? And when I looked at 2024, I'm open to both of them making their case to me. The concerns I had about Trump that I've laid out, I didn't like his response to COVID. He's, he's continuing to push shots that I have a problem with. Um, but my concerns about DeSantis, is can he, I actually am not sure that the left fears him more than Trump uh, because I'm not sure that he's proven that he can actually win on a national stage. He had to have Trump help him. He almost lost to the dude, I don't even remember his name, who was found drugged out, cracked out or whatever in a hotel room. Uh, you know, so I, Mike, so my question about DeSantis has been, I think he's done a phenomenal job as governor. He's taken on the left, all of that there, but he's never displayed any understanding of and or desire to route out the police state that we have. And he waited 72 hours to make a statement. And then when he came out and made the statement, he minimized it, trivialized it, made it be about a DA, local DA, versus just a regular American thing. And I've got, he's actually said, Carl Jackson, I'll let you respond. I've got real issues to deal with, as though this was not a real issue. The weaponization of a government, 
against a former president of the United States is not a real issue. Then he went on to say, I've got to focus on issues that matter, that act, quote, to quote it, that actually matter to people. This is my number one issue. Because if yeah. we don't route out this deep deep state and this police state we've got going on that are throwing Americans in a gulag, denying them their constitutional rights, pe- persecuting Americans, running for office with a stated goal of persecuting Americans and using the law against them, that's about yeah. controlling our elections. As Tucker Carlson said, we're done as a nation if this continues. And DeSantis yeah. doesn't seem to understand that. Yeah, I, I so so here's what I would say. So I listened to the the uh, the audio clip, and I I think this is the proper argument. I I think listen, if you're a Trump supporter, I, I think the proper argument to make is I just don't know if Ron DeSantis is reg, uh, ready for prime time. However, I will say this: in the past, Ron DeSantis has talked about the deep state. Obviously, he's talked about woke culture. Obviously, he's talked about ESG, and he's dealt with that here. Uh, it has not been. Uh, on the national level, uh, obviously, but he has talked about those things in, in the past. I'll also say this. I just got this breaking alert from um, uh, uh, from Daily Wire. It does sound like he's going to run. He just said, I, if I were to, uh, if I were president, I would have fired uh, Fauci, something to, uh, to that extent. So he's making another jab at Trump. I totally agree with you. I'm at a point where Ron DeSantis, I think he needs to get in and, in or out uh, yeah. of this of this conversation. I think that is very important. Uh, but listening to the audio last night, I got to be honest, I, I I didn't take it. I didn't take it necessarily the same way. And I really do believe that he does get the bigger picture. Will, does he get the bigger picture as great as Trump that's actually been in office and kind of been there, done that? I, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, but but I, and that's, I, I, I and, and think this is a guy that could be ready for, for prime time. Honestly, I'm... Well, the one of the things that I, yeah, well, it it can be or or is, I don't know. I mean, for me, the the Achilles heel for Trump is the COVID. And it's it's even more than COVID. It's what what Ron DeSantis just said is is fair criticism of Trump because it has to do with how he he ran his administration. We're talking to Carl Jackson from uh, the Carl Jackson Show and also filling in for Officer Tatum this week. Uh, his website is thecarljacksonshow.com. I've been critical of the, uh, of his personnel choices. I felt like he didn't fire. It, you know, it was supposed to be Trump's going to fire everybody. He didn't fire anybody. Um, yeah. I would have never given Fauci the microphone every day like he did. And the yeah. second that man lied, I would have fired him. I would have fired James Comey on day one. I would have never put Jeff Sessions in as attorney general. And the second he recused himself, I would have fired him. I didn't think he went scorched earth enough. Um, but DeSantis... Um, it, you know, if he's going to be critical of Trump, then I want to hear him criticize Trump on what he didn't do on the deep state. And I'm glad yeah. I want him to declare, because as I've said before, I'm always for more people in the primary. I don't I don't like anybody acting entitled to it, that anybody's earned it. You have yeah. not earned anything from the American people. You're supposed to work for us, not the other way around. We owe you nothing. We owe you yeah. nothing. And one of the things that I do think Trump has an advantage on DeSantis on that I've talked about is that that if you haven't been through it, if you haven't and DeSantis hasn't, the worst thing anybody's gone after DeSantis for was the stupid pictures of him with some young girls. I mean, good grief. That was stupid. But he has not faced the the persecution state going after him and Trump has Trump didn't do enough when he took office because he hadn't yet been persecuted enough. And by the time he started realizing it, it was too late. 
Okay. Yeah. He now can go back. And, 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 and if you haven't been under it, and that's, that's one of the qualms that I have about DeSantis. But these are the kinds of debates we need to have. Not Rhonda Sanctimonious and not Rhonda Santis yesterday twice bringing up, I don't know what it's like to, I don't really know what's involved in paying off a porn star. Come on, Carl Jackson. That was tacky. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) And I, I, I know most people disagree with me. I just think it was an inartful answer. I, I really didn't take it as that. And then when I heard other people, you know, kind of opine on it, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, but, but I do believe he gets the bigger. I, I do believe that Ron DeSantis gets the macro. And he is a populist just like Trump. However, it, it, I mean, it, there's no doubt. Trump is proven uh, in that, I mean, the guy has a backbone of steel. The question yeah. is, will he get duped again by the deep yeah. state? I, I don't I don't think that will necessarily happen. I don't want some of the people he had around him before, the Mnuchins oh. of the world, the Jared Kushners of the world. Mm-hmm, I think they did mm-hmm. much more damage than his to his candidacy uh, than good. I don't like the fact that Trump went after the Second Amendment and we have to go to court to take or get our Second Amendment rights back when he banned bump stocks. I think that was totally... Yeah. That's something that you don't do as a Republican. You never give the left. No. Uh, you, you never give the left an inch. And I'm I'm like you. I'm one of these people. I actually want Trump to be the next president. I'm not mad at Ron DeSantis, but I do want to fight. And I'm not mad if Ron DeSantis convinces more people that he's the right fi- right guy for the job. I'm not mad, but I do want. I like Vivek Ramaswamy in the race because no one. He is talking about gutting bureaucracies. I mean, he was a business or he is a businessman, just like Trump. He's the only one talking about gutting the bureaucracies, what he would do with tech and all that, uh, because he's very smart when it comes to those particular issues. So I want him. Listen, and I'm under I'm under I'm not under the impression that Babik Ramaswamy is going to run away with things. But I want him on the stage. And I want him yes. on the stage because I think he will challenge Trump. I think he yes. would challenge if Ron DeSantis gets in. I think he would challenge Ron DeSantis. And I think he would challenge these other people uh, because he knows things about the tech industry uh, that, uh, that, that the others don't seem to be talking about that are absolutely huge. And as a matter of fact, he was the first one. He came out right away and said, the Department of Education needs to be gone. We need to yes. deal with the deep state, blah, blah, blah. And within the week, I heard Trump, and, and this is just, this is fair game, but it's true. I heard Trump take his talking points. And Trump yeah. can do that because Trump has bigger name recognition. But that told me, you know what? I want Vivek Ramaswamy on the stage because he's going to challenge all of them. And then here's what I do like about Trump, and here's the advantage that he has. Uh, and it's summed up in these words, promises made, promises kept. So if you can get him to commit mm-hmm. to certain things, then then he would do it. But I do believe that Ron DeSantis would do the same thing. And I will give I'll, I will give him grace. It is true what you say. He has not been through what Trump has been through. And so you you, you got to give Trump credit for that. No doubt. I give him the advantage for that. But I do want to see them duke it out. And if Ron DeSantis comes up with better ideas, I want to hear about them. And I just I don't want us to kill each other. I want us to right. battle it out on policies. If it's a bloodbath, yes. politics is a blood sport, right? 
and and I get it. There is going to be name calling. We, we you know it, it, it's going to happen. It's going. Here's to be my a thing, though, bath. Carl. Excuse me. Excuse me for interrupting. We only got a few sure. seconds left. I'd like it to be a bloodbath on the policies. Uh, what yep. happened? I would have. I really in 2015 on the first debate, I said I wanted Trump and Cruz on the ticket, but because mm-hmm. it got yep. so nasty between the two of them, it wasn't possible. We ended up with Mike the fly on his head, Pence. Right? <laughs> I, you know, I don't I want them to. That. I don't. I don't want them to destroy each other to the point where, because to me, that would be a phenomenal ticket, Trump yep. and DeSantis. And it, but it's already gotten so ugly. And that's one of the reasons why I was disappointed with DeSantis yesterday. Keep it on the merits. Keep the argument on the merits and be tough with each other on policy and challenge each other on policy. And then when and then be able to cobble together that coalition after the fact. Got to take a break. Carl Jr. Carl Jr. Carl Jr. I'm hungry. I need to go to Carl's Jr. Get me. Thanks for being here, Carl Jackson. Appreciate you. Take care. Okay. All right, guys. All right, come on back. We got one more segment on this hour. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to our final segment in this hour. I don't know what event took place at the White House today, but Joe, the pervy president, is going to be pervy if there's women in the room. Case in point, Skins, please play this lovely clip. And by the way, I want to warn you. There are two types. Of, the, the, the metals are beautiful. The ribbons are hung on. One doesn't separate. So any woman who I'm giving the one medal to... Please don't get angry with me if I mess up your hair. <laughs> um, he, I don't know what he's talking about. Ribbons, hung ribbons and hair and, you know, any opportunity to be misogynistic, to talk down to women like every woman's worrying about her hair. OK, it's just because he's wanting to get his hands in some women's hair and do some sniffing. OK. And there's always the awkward laugh when he says this kind of stuff. Where's the, if, can you imagine skins if Donald Trump had said something like that? What would, what would the, the Me Too movement be saying today? The same women that, that, uh, committed an obstruction of a, of a, of a, of a government hearing that broke into the Capitol during the Kavanaugh hearings would be breaking down his door if he said anything like that. He's just so creepy. He's just so weird. Later on, next hour, we've got, we, he, from this, he decided to tell some poetry today. <laughs> Wait till next hour. We're going to save that clip so you guys can have some laughs next hour. And speaking of laughs, our friend Gary Quackenbush will be back for his weekly Quack in the Whack stories, crazy laws, and news you can use. We've got a cautionary tale involving TikTok next hour and a feel-good story of the day. And believe it or not, it involves Hillary Clinton. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.